For this, our 10th season, we will focus on telling true stories about the men and women we have come to know over 28 years of recovery. Each episode will tell the story of what life was like as an addicted or alcoholic person, what happened to wake that person up, and what is life like today. Not all stories are ones of success. Some of our friends didn't make it as they relapsed and so far have not come in from the cold. Some died in circumstances that had nothing to do with their disease. Others had a rough start, but they persevered and now enjoy a full and productive life. Some are old guys like me, and others are relative youngsters who serve as great examples to other younger addicts. Our stories describe addicts and alcoholics of many different cultures, a range of socioeconomic status, different generations, gender types, and sexual preferences, if they're relevant to their story. I like to say that addiction and alcoholism are equal opportunity predators. They don't discriminate. And you will see how the stories we share about our friends will prove the truth of that statement. Episode 5, Season 10. Chucky, the original madman. This is a story of my first boss in the ad business had business a long time ago, back when the madmen were truly, truly madmen. Some of the stories that you saw in the TV series Mad Men seem outrageous, but I assure you that that was a fairly accurate representation of what went on. I met Chuck when I moved over from one ad agency to another back in the early 1970s. And it wasn't hard to switch jobs back then because I had a fairly low-level account executive position that paid perhaps $12,000, which was not bad money back then, probably the equivalent of about thirty-five to $40,000 today for an entry-level position with a guy with a master's degree. So there you go. Chuck taught me a lot. He had a way of assessing the situation and making a decision to act on it swiftly and not dither about. Even if it meant, even if it meant, hey, let's do some research first, then do this or do that, depending on what the research says. He had this habit of walking over to the original Steam Table restaurant just down the block on Riverside Plaza on the Chicago River, and ordering a huge bratwurst sandwich or a pile of corned beef on rye and always a beer and one or two martinis to boot. I would very often go with him, and I'd try to keep up with the big guy. I was maybe 27 years old at the time, and he was in his 40s. I loved the guy, and he thought I was brilliant, only because I knew some math and had earned an MBA. <laughs> keep up with him, I did. He knew how to handle clients, and he knew how to drink. I have no idea how he managed to make it through every afternoon after a beer and two martinis, and a full belly of whatever he ate because I tried the martini thing and suffered all afternoon, barely able to stay awake and still work with any sense of accuracy and purpose. But I cut on soon enough. I was in training to become a working alcoholic madman. When it came to our out-of-town trips to see our clients in Baltimore, Maryland, that was an entirely different matter. We often went out with one of our other guys, like a creative guy or a media guy, and dined at the very best restaurants in the old city. Baltimore is one of America's oldest cities and offers some great history and some of the finest seafood to be found anywhere. I didn't realize what was happening. I was being trained to expect the best, spend a ton of money that wasn't mine, get exceedingly drunk when out of town on the best liquor money could buy, and to hell with the consequences, and maybe even go chase some women, which they did, but I 
didn't really because I was still loyal to my wife. I was so smart that I could talk my way through any meeting, come somewhat prepared, but not as well as I should have been since I knew Chuck could carry the day. There were some nights at our year-end contract renewal parties where we drank and laughed until we had tears running down our eyes for hours on end. Until the break of day, I was still being loyal to my wife, so I didn't go out to the strip clubs and the prostitutes that hung out there. The clients' offices were in the same 150-year-old building where they ground their spices, so it would not be unusual to come home with my clothes smelling like cloves. I moved on from that agency after two years after a job opened up at a large and prestigious agency in Chicago that offered more money and, well, more prestige. Chuck taught me to be a real madman in the ad business. He was such a good guy, too. He owned a gorgeous old home in a suburb on the North Shore of Chicago, had a lovely wife, and they would throw a party every now and then. It was a great life. Chuck taught me that one should work hard and play hard. I do not know if he was an alcoholic, to tell the truth, but he never ever wavered from his martinis at lunch, but his mood stayed steady. That's so hard to say. He has since passed on, but I carry fond memories of the things he taught me about the job. It is so hard to tease out, looking back, what the ad culture had us believing that was good versus bad. Hard drinking came with the territory, but so did doing a really good job for the client and taking pride in the work that we all did together. I applied many of the lessons Chuck taught me to my career for many years thereafter. The one about playing hard, however, cost me dearly much later, to my great regret. What did we learn from my story about Chuck, the original madman? Well, we learned that, one, Chuck had established what was already a successful routine that included alcohol by the time I met him. Two, the ad culture back in the 70s was very male and focused on the intensity of work and of play, defined as drinking. Three, a young ambitious man would adopt whatever he saw would help him succeed in fitting in, since belonging is such a powerful motive early in a career. And four, although the good lessons I learned from Chuck carried me far in my career and accounted for some considerable success, the hard drinking lesson cost me dearly later on. Our podcast is sponsored by SafeHouseRehab.com, a modern approach to recovery. To learn more, visit us at SafeHouseRehab.com.